Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. At that point, you just shake the gold bond onto um, some clear plastic wrap that you've put out on the bed and then just roll around in it. Again, it's a delicate process. There was something to do with feet. And Dan pointed out that that's like porn to producer Tim. Producer Tim has a... A almost debilitating foot fetish no, I, that I, has I, affected I, his entire I, life. I think, mm-hmm. and it was like someone who put the doll together had never seen a naked man because it was just all willy nilly. Mm-hmm. Huge, Gorilla. like a massive. Mm-hmm. I never check out. I just leave. <laughs> um, what do you, you never check out? You never check out. Never in twenty years. <laughs> I just leave the hotel. Mm-hmm. You just go and wait for the bill to show up. I never see that bill. <laughs> so uh, someone might charge me $800 sometime in a hotel. No clue. Mm-hmm. And Art, you witnessed this. Did yes. you think that there was going to be uh, blows exchanged? I didn't know if there was going to be blowing. I, I knew that there was... <laughs> mm-hmm. Producer Tim and uh, some foot model will be attending the premiere. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Presented by our good friends at Coors Light. Stuff uh, feverishly looking for this new intro. Dance. Dance. Stuff. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, way better. That sounds good. That's real nice. April April 30th, 2018, the last day of April. Wow, and the weather finally in Toronto seems to have... I'm not ready to declare winter over yet like you did in early March. (laughs) In your defense, like, that was was brutal this last month here. Just a joke. Yeah, I got my first round of golf in today and uh, forgot my clubs at the golf course. Okay. uh, (laughs) What? Hey, I uh, drove up to my car, took off my, uh, again. You drove up to your car? In, in the golf cart. In another car? Oh, okay. In the gotcha. golf cart. Gotcha. When I was done my uh, nine holes, because I yep. only wanted to play nine, perfect length. Yep. Could have played one more, which I did, because they had the course, Baxter Creek out uh, on the Peterborough area, has a 19th hole. Mm. Love courses that have that. Mm-hmm. Pull up to my car. And I uh, experienced one of the greatest feelings in all the world, taking off your golf sh- shoes and putting on your sandals. Yeah. Love that. It's like taking Or even off your... just regular shoes. It's fantastic. So I was enjoying that, enjoying the sunshine, and then I drove the golf cart back, dropped it off, and then I got home and I opened my trunk and I'm like, oh, sh**. How many? Old man toolsy. <laughs> How many beverages did you have on the course zero there was no uh there was no cart out there and um yeah i didn't have any holy just forgot wait so they were in the cart yeah and then you changed into your your birkenstocks yeah and then you i went in to get some food and their full menu wasn't ready yet so i said ah screw that and then got in the car and got home weird then called them and said guys a little problem and they said, they're gone. We <laughs> sold them. No, they said, uh, it's first round of the year. You're allowed a mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> they, must, they must have thought you were bombed. For but, sure. They but they knew I wasn't. Bombed. Because Get drinks at lunchtime. I didn't order any beers. I didn't bring any with me. And 
I had the whole course to myself. It was amazing. But that was the first time they had encountered you, correct? In person? Yes. They for sure thought that you were on some sort of <laughs> substance, something. Marijuana, some hallucinogen. I was just happy on life. Mushrooms, perhaps. I was reading a story, an interview with Seth Rogen today, a very interesting interview, where he said uh, he almost never writes movies with his uh, writing partner sober. Mm-hmm. Always baked. Which isn't a big surprise, but he said he still does a lot of uh, mushrooms, still does mushrooms quite a bit. And he says that not only does he do them, like he, they're insightful, you know, like mushrooms are, you know, they can provide insight, I guess. But he genuinely makes decisions based on things he's experienced while on mushrooms. So, for example, he said he quit a job recently. After doing mushrooms, he had like some sort of like revelation, ep- yeah, epiphany revelation while on mushrooms. And he said, No, nope. next day he went and quit whatever it was he was doing, acting, writing. I don't know what it was. Um, that was probably you today. You were on mushrooms on the course, uh, getting a good round in, thinking about things, uh, thinking about your, your Birkenstocks. I wasn't wearing Birkenstocks, uh, and then you I've never owned a pair of Birkenstocks, actually, me neither, because yeah. they were so. They were so ubiquitous when I was going to university in the early 90s. Everyone had Birkenstocks and woolly socks in Alberta. And they were back, I think, last summer. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I think they're still back. Like, I think they're kind of a thing again, these hippie sandals. We will talk to our guest on today's show, Jeff O'Neill, about sandals. We're going to call him in a bit. This uh, is great. He always tweets out pictures of dad sandals. Yeah. My favorite ever, and Christoph knows this one, my favorite ever Jeff O'Neill tweet was his, the spread that he puts out for guests when they come over to his house. And he took a picture of it. And it was like the Cracker Barrel cheddar, so he'd slice that up. Pickles, he'd slice that up. in Triscuits. Pickles, cheese, and Triscuits. So is he like, this is a spread? Yeah, he was like, oh, this was is a beaut. This is what I'm putting out there, and people are going to enjoy it. And listen, It has hey, changed my life. That's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. The other thing was that picture of, man, that picture of Hayes. I still can't get over that, that he put out there. Which is the one where... The one where Hayes looked like he was Elvis right before he died. I know. So we'll talk to him about that, and we'll talk to him about the situation in Carolina. Cause that, oh, yeah, he'd have a great insight yeah. on this. Uh, yeah. I want to send a big thank you to, um, I believe he was on our podcast uh, at LA and Fox, CJ Nikowski, our good friend. For sure, for sure. He uh, was in town. He definitely was. He was on a couple of times, I think. He well, was- wasn't he on in the All-Star game? Yes. <laughs> And he missed the like a Jeter double or something. <laughs> he was uh, he was in town. He is the color commentator for the Texas Rangers broadcast. So they were in Toronto playing the Blue Jays. Sent me a, a text. He said, "Because we spoke to him during the um, the Olympics in Korea, because he used to play baseball over there. So he That's said, right. you guys are going to love it. Because yes. I'm so jealous." He said, "When uh, the season starts up, uh, we're there for one weekend. I want to see you guys and go for Korean barbecue." So the Korean barbecue didn't work out, but he said, "Hey, you want some?" Uh, you want some tickets? I said, sure. So he lines up tickets for me and my daughters. He says, you want to get on the field for batting practice? Uh, yeah. So he lined that up, got down there, and um, my kids were just in awe. Got to see Joey Gallo, their new favorite player of the Texas Rangers, um, came over, signed some baseballs for them. It was just a, a very cool experience that CJ provided. He came down and said hi. Um, the reason I bring all this up is um, during that game, the Toronto Raptors were in their clinching game in Washington. 
Not a single time during that Blue Jays game did they show a score from the Raptors game, make an announcement, even when the game was over and the Raptors are moving on. Nothing. Hmm. This really bothered you. I guess I wasn't as surprised because I was thinking about it after you told me that. And I thought, well, you know, in the past, obviously pre-cell phones, I would have been like, what the hell is going on? Now it's like, well, everyone's got phones, so I guess they can can get the update. Everyone can experience it together. There would be a huge roar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They're not being team players. I think that's the bottom line. The Blue Jays aren't being team players with the other Toronto sports teams. They don't want to share the spotlight for even a moment, just a moment of joy for that crowd. And um, um, every time, every single year I go back and I'm like, okay, this year the food's going to be different. It's going to be great. Still garbage. It's the worst. It's the worst stadium in the league, uh, and it's the worst food in the league. (laughs) It's garbage. Now, you'd think that Rodgers would want to inform fans about that Raptors clinch because Rodgers co-owns the Raptors, too. They don't just own the Jays. They co-own the Raps. So it's they've got a personal stake in it. I'm not sure why. You're right. Why wouldn't they want to let people know? Well, Dan, I, I don't know if we'll ever get to the bottom of that mystery. <laughs> how is the crowd there in terms of actual uh, attendance-wise? How, how many people I, are we talking? Uh, CJ asked how many they'd be getting that night. I said they'll be lucky to get 30. Bang on. They got 29. And Okay. they Was it 29 announced? Yes. Okay, so realistically, twenty two thousand maybe. No, no, in there. that was twenty nine. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. That's not. But bad. again, like uh, I was very uh, fortunate. We got our tickets for free, and I th- believe the face value of our seats were something like seventy to a hundred dollars for three tickets. That's uh, you can do the math. Went and got. Can you do the math? <laughs> went and got food and drinks. <laughs> so three chicken fingers, a fries, a poutine, uh, two juices, and one beer cost close. Hold on. To- this is you and your tiny, tiny daughters ate three orders of chicken fingers, a poutine, a no, no, fries. no, three oh. chicken fingers, just the actual three, three pieces. <laughs> so you each got one chicken finger because they for because they fill up on junk. They okay. fill up a junk. At All right. Okay. Uh, no, the, I will get one chicken. I ate two of the chicken fingers. Y'all. You will get one chicken finger and like it because they devoured the poutine. Um, that that was close to fifty bucks, and then so with parking and stuff, a family. If you're sitting in OK seats, that's like a five hundred dollar night. Two ten plus the fifty to sixty plus say three hundred, like a three hundred dollar night. If you bought those tickets, though, you're looking at three hundred just in tickets. No, two, I thought you said there were seventy each. A hundred well, se- each, seventy to a hundred bucks each. So say they're a hundred bucks each. Yeah, that's that's an expensive. And by the way, that's night. the cheapest. We also discussed that's the cheapest. Like major pro sports team in Toronto. Now right? Argos, Argos. Well, that's true. Yeah, Argos would be less expensive, but Raps would be more expensive. Leafs would obviously be more expensive. Um, I always yeah. like listening to the discussions when you're sitting in front of people you've never met and will never see again in your life. And these people behind me raised some good points. So the lady's like, well, "All those seats are are empty up there. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they just charge less for the seats and then they'd get more people?" I'm like. You got a point, lady. Well, that's what I've always said about uh, Argos. Speaking of the Argos, the Argos games, why not just get people in there? Um, You know, I say give students tickets. Mm -hmm. Give students, I don't know, 10,000 tickets. Why not, eh? Um, Get them in there, get them drinking, having fun. 
it's easy to get home. Um, I don't know. I, I think it. that's the way they grew. That's why I'm so disappointed that they never built that stadium on Varsity Arena. Or on Varsity. The Varsity Stadium at U of T. It would have been right on the... Right on the subway line, U of T would have been right there. They could have given, given a free tickets to the U of T students. Could have packed the place. It would have been a blast. Well, they should see what they're doing in Ottawa because Ottawa's doing it right. It's a, like it's a, an experience. People want to go there, and it's a big night out. And that's after a, the worst ownership group, the Gleibermans, and the history of the CFL. You would think that they had ruined CFL in that city forever, but they didn't. They it bounced back. The Arcos can still bounce back. I know they can. Um, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this because... Uh, like every baseball game, you're going to have hecklers, and I find them very amusing. As long as they aren't swearing and stuff, because my girls kept... These guys were yelling, come on up, your pants are on backwards! Like, just stupid What is this, borscht belt comedians? <laughs> so I'm, like, getting a chuckle. They're like, why, why are those people yelling? I'm like, because it's, like, part of the game. People, like, it's entertainment. Like, <laughs> these guys, they're like, are they okay? I'm like, yes! <laughs> so do, do those people annoy you? I love them. I, I agree too. with you 100%. Yeah. I, I'm good... I've made my feelings about quiet crowds very clear. I have a real problem with the crowds in Edmonton, where I'm from, and Calgary in the NHL games the regular season. It bothers me so much when when fans in those crowds don't stand up after their team score goals. I'm fine if you don't like heckle and yell and fine. You want to just sit and watch the game, that's fine. But if your team scores a goal, you have to stand up and cheer. You can't just sit in your seat like... Oh, I'm glad uh, Monahan got another one. Great! <laughs> like you gotta cheer. Like they they hear you. They know. Nice work, Monahan. They play better if you cheer. There's it's a fact. I it's like the fact. Vegas crowd. I sent a tweet. Um, what was that Saturday night they were playing? And I'm like, I'm rooting for these guys because the crowd's going nuts. Yeah, uh, they're Mark Andre Fleury is like the nicest guy in the NHL. How can you root against that guy? So. Yes, the, the crowd can also change your opinion of a team. I think so. I mean, oh, jeez. Oh. Hit that microphone with my leg there. Sorry, stuff. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I like, and you're right, baseball is the ultimate heckler sport. Again, keep it cool. It's, I don't, I'm fine with even a little swearing. Just Come on, Umpy! You really f***ed up there, didn't you? Hey, um, take this baseball bat and shove it up your ass. That's fine. Hey, what's the <laughs> hey, umpire, take your and shove them up your rear end and then yourself with another person's bat, you fat. Hey, umpy, you think that's a ball? I got a couple of balls right here. Oh, that's all acceptable. <laughs> What's not acceptable is if you try to um, c- confront other fans in the stands. That's I don't like that. That never has been ever cool with me. A team slide. Team playing. You know, a, a guy cheering for another team, and you're you gonna fight him? Like, give me a break. Here's another thing about the Rogers Center. How much do you think a foam finger would be? Mm, good question. I'm gonna say twenty dollars in there. Yeah, it was like twelve or thirteen. Oh, I thought I I'm went like, over. Because, <laughs> like, my kids, my youngest, Ruby, like any kid on earth, if you go to a museum, if you go to anything, they're like, I get something from the gift shop. I'm like, okay, we're going in here. I'm like, get that foam finger. 11 bucks. I said, not a chance. And she's like, how about this? It was a little Ace Stuffy, the dumb oh, bird. That's nice. It was like $45. Perfect. I said, no, you will uh, play with that one day, never to be seen again. Daddy not spend happening. some money.
I said, guess what? You were just on the field, got a baseball from batting practice, signed, that's your gift. So they got nothing. Now, they walked away with a signed baseball from Joey Gallo, the greatest major leaguer in the history of the world. <laughs> they went to school on Monday. I met Joey Gallo. Who? <laughs> that. It has changed my life. Kim. Joey Gallo. Oh, and here's the other thing I discovered. The Blue Jays, because Donaldson wasn't playing. If the Blue Jays come to my city, and I'm not from Toronto, say I'm in Cleveland, whatever. The Blue Jays do not have one player on the roster I would pay to see. Not one. Hmm. Not even Kevin Pillar? And no. his acrobatic Yeah, great catches. player. Great player, but I'm not like, oh, wow. I'd go to, I'd pay to see him. Joey Gallo, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Yeah, to pay specifically to see. I mean, but that, you're talking superstar players then. You're talking the Harpers and the Trouts and stuff, right? Yeah. Like, if you, speaking of Cleveland, are you going to Cleveland to see Kluber or Lindor? Like, those Big guys are time. great. Those guys are great players. Don't get me wrong. Well, Lindor, maybe I paid just to go see. He is amazing. But I would pay to go to that park. Yeah, it's a pretty nice park. It I've never nice been. Park. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, I had something that happened uh, over the weekend. It was kind of interesting. I went to uh, our mutual friend, uh, Reed Wilkins, who's the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, post-game host on 630 Ched. Great guy. Came into town, and we went. We When's took he him. coming on this podcast? We'll get him. We should get him on next week. We'll okay. talk about uh, the Oilers season. Pretty positive stuff. And my wife and I, my wife, my wife and I, my wife, took him to Bar Isabel, a restaurant I've taken you to. And I love that place. It's right Great, by my uh, house. Great Italian restaurant. A beautiful Spanish tapas. No pasta <laughs> or pasta. And we're sitting there having a, a great meal, as we always do. And then all of a sudden, I heard like the loudest thump and crash I've ever heard in a restaurant. It was like exactly like that. Can we hear that again, Stoff? Because that's exactly what it sounded like. And everyone in the restaurant is like, looks over toward the staircase to the basement because like all Toronto downtown restaurants, the bathrooms are in the basement. And we all assume that someone, probably a waiter or waitress, has fallen down the stairs with like a tray of food or dishes or something. Like everyone was freaking out. So the whole staff runs over. They go look to see what's happened. Then they kind of come back. You know, and then it kind of calms down. Everyone's like, well, I can, hopefully they're okay. I don't know. We'll see if an ambulance comes in here or something. And then all of a sudden, a cop comes in. Uh-oh. A cop comes in, and the cop uh, heads down to the basement area. Now, in between when the cop came in and the crash... My wife, my wife saw my wife, the guy who f I thought fell down the stairs back at the bar drinking wine calmly like nothing had happened. As it turned out, he showed up at the restaurant, asked for a table. They said there were no tables. We were booked. He went downstairs and ripped the door off the men's washroom. That was his response to not getting a table at a popular Toronto restaurant. And then went and sat at the bar? And then went back up to the bar and sat and had a glass of wine like nothing ever happened. And the waiters were all kind of surrounding him like, you maybe leave it. 
Maybe don't rip the doors <laughs> off our restrooms. <laughs> I can't eat here, so no one can take a. <laughs> so, I guess my question is, like, what kind of drugs was this guy on? To have that kind of rage reaction to not getting a seat at a restaurant. And what would, like, I mean, if that's how he reacts to that, how would he react to being cut off in traffic or something? Yeah, that guy's murdered people. Right? So did the cop come and handcuff him? Uh, I didn't see any handcuffing, but uh, I think the cop escorted him out of the restaurant. That is bizarre. Yeah, so... uh, And and you went and saw Avengers... Oh, Wizards of War? Wizards of War. Avengers. Wizards of War Infinity Edition. <laughs> don't You don't want to give anything away, but... Uh, no. It's good? It's excellent. If you like a superhero film, you know, I saw that it was two hours and 40 minutes, and I thought, honestly, does any movie need to be that long? No. But it flies by. It ab- Maybe The Godfather. The first two Godfathers need to be that long. But other than that, no film needs to be that long. And it was good. It was good. And then I started watching, when I got back home after that, I watched Transformers, Dark of the Moon or something. More than meets the eye. Those movies are so bad, it's almost unfathomable. That Michael Bay? Yeah. Producer Tim's favorite director. He's like, oh, it's just fun. Just fun and exciting. It's really great. No, it's garbage. Never watched them, never will. I'll probably watch this Avengers movie on a flight. Oh, yeah, that's a perfect place to see it. Uh, Unless your flight is over two hours, or (laughs) under two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah, I usually prefer when my flight is. Uh, So, yeah, so when you fly out, uh, you're going to be taking a trip this summer. We won't say where. Keep it on the down low. Well, Uh, PEI. Okay. PEI. I've never been. That's one of the... I have not been to the territories. Or PEI. But you've been to Atlantic Canada. Yes. Yeah. We've spent uh, the best meal of my life, I always say this, in Moncton. Moncton was a great town. Moncton was Maybe we can move this show to Moncton. Who would put us up there? Speaking of which, uh, how many people have offered to put you up in the peg? Uh, for uh, a Jets playoff oh, game. Tons. A lot of couches, and then people uh, mapped out the uh, the bus route to the MTS place as well. <laughs> so they're like, you can stay here, but you're going to need to take the bus. And, and a lot of them are like, and plus we've got like seven kids. Uh, they'll be waking you up in the morning, so as long as you, I'm like... <laughs> you need to accept one of those invitations and... Be, because we need to hear how that went for you. But uh, as we discussed on the uh, the program, so uh, the backstory on this is I want to go to a Jets game at home, but we're only off Friday, Saturday nights. And this second round schedule, complete uh, complete disregard for my schedule. Yeah, it's not complete right. disregard. That's not cool. But it, which is also kind of cool because I'm working every single night the Jets play. So I wonder if our, our guest that we mentioned, Jeff O'Neill. Um, Jeff, you a big uh, Winnipeg Jets fan? I am now, Dan. I'm not the big believer. I think Brian Hayes and different people are like, they don't care about Canadian teams, but I don't know. That's too intense. That's too intense. Like, can't you just enjoy sports and be happy for other Canadians? I agree. It's like there's only one team left to cheer for. Don't you want to see a Canadian team have some success? Obviously, I don't think any of us really care too much. You kind of root for somebody, but... At the end of the day, a Canadian team's laughing. They're really good, so why not see them go far? 
Do you like, have a team... I like that attitude from Jeff O'Neill. Like, if the Leafs lose, are you mad? Does it affect your day? It really doesn't, because I found that when they lose, people stop bugging you at work. <laughs> really? <laughs> so wait, when you're walking through the hallways of 9 Channel 9 Court and the Leafs are on a real roll, it's like a nightmare for you? Well, it's just... When they're on a roll, it's like Austin Matthews. Uh, look at the shot he took in warm-up. Let's break it down. <laughs> it's like, actually, no thanks. Put us in the minds of those guys. Like, the, the scrums they have to deal with. Do you start disliking going to the rink? No. I mean, come on. It's Honestly, it's two to three minutes of your life. I mean, can there be the odd question that is a little bit irritating? I mean... It's not that big a deal. I saw Matt Sundin do it every single day and it didn't bother him. So if he can do it every single day, I think you can do it for a couple of minutes. And I, I, I think nowadays it's like, I don't think the media requests the same person every day. I always wonder, like, the game's over. Well, my first thing is, the game's at night. So, like, wh- how many frigging questions do you really want to know before the game? Like, don't you want to just talk after the game? Yes. Yes. But now that I'm in the industry, I understand there's a five o'clock sports center. There's five, you know, five thirty, whatever, six o'clock. There's early stuff that they got to get stuff for, and I understand that now. But I always used to say to them, I had no idea about it, but I'm like, the game's not till tonight. Like, what the hell do you want to talk about? <laughs> but do you think, Jeff, that someone like Drew Doughty, for example, who grew up in this part of the world and has now been enjoying life in the south bay do you think the appeal of coming to the leafs is diminished significantly by the fact that playing down there no one gives a other than the people in the south bay whereas if he came up here it would just be a con he'd be constantly he'd be like you when the leafs are on a roll at nine channel nine court jay you know what you know when guys say i'm not going to toronto to deal with that is when Jake Gardner didn't have have a good game in Game 7. He was probably the worst player on the ice. But when people start doing a GoFundMe account to buy him out and the comments are ridiculous and they're filling up his Instagram page with threats and all this garbage, that's where if I'm a guy like Drew Doughty, I would say, I'm not going to deal with that. It's not... It's not talking to Steve Simmons or Kristen Shilton for five minutes in the morning. Right. It's that garbage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now let's talk about you're a proud Carolina Hurricane alumnus, and this is driving you insane, what's going on down there. What is... Ron Francis, the the way they treated this guy, maybe the greatest player in the history of the franchise, next to you, um, it's just awful. So today he's gone, just to update everyone. It starts, they demote him to president, essentially. They demoted him upstairs, and then they told him to work at home, and then they've <laughs> just fired him now. They've just cast him aside. And I guess Joey Neuendijk has decided to say, F- this, and he got out of there. Um, and Peter's left. He went to Calgary. So, yeah. yeah. It, 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 you know what's pathetic? When, like, people in the industry, they understand once they get a general manager job how difficult it is. And there's only 31 of them, and they generally stay around for a long tenure. You know it's bad when people are declining. <laughs> like yeah. the guy, some general managers went down there and they said, "Oh, we want to pay you around whatever it is, three, two hundred grand, three hundred grand." Like, if you're a GM, you'd, you'd be thinking some other GMs that aren't winning are making two or three million. Why in the hell would I come here for three hundred grand? 
what is this then, guy? Why is he? How can he possibly offer these qualified guys that kind of money? No kidding. It's embarrassing. It's it just seems like they're morphing into the Cleveland Browns of the NHL. It's just like a stupid decision. I thought this guy would come in and he had a bunch of bank and he would say to Ronnie Francis, instead of a $59 million budget, Ron, which you've been operating on, I'll give you unlimited resources and you can do whatever you want to try to help this hockey team. I thought that was going to happen. But instead it goes the opposite way and it's a goddamn embarrassment. I'm embarrassed to be an alumni of the Carolina Hurricanes of what's going on. Do you think they're trying to implode it to move it? I don't know. It certainly seems like they're trying to screw it up, aren't they? Like to just say, let's just get the hell out of here. Let's just sink to new levels of low and just get the get out of here. I don't know. It's just it's garbage. I, I feel bad for a guy like Justin Williams who wanted to go back there and be a part of the solution and help the team win and get back into the playoffs. And now he's just dealing with this crap. It's embarrassing. All right, let's talk about the team you get never get tired of talking about, the Buttletons. <laughs> Lou Lamorello, uh, he appears to be out, or he's a consultant, or I don't know exactly what it is, but he's not around anymore. Does this mean that the Leafs can finally pretend concussions exist? <laughs> I don't know, but I think you can maybe grow a goatee now and maybe yeah. grow your hair if you want. Jeff, honestly, if Austin, if Lou was still the GM next year and Austin Matthews came in the first day of training camp looking like Brent Burns, do you think that, that Lou would have been like, you know, you can't play on this team. Sorry, can't play. Like, really? No chance. Come on. I don't know. I just thought, like, honestly, like... Sometimes you can't argue with it, guys. Like, you talk about the New York Yankees and what they've done in the championships they've won. They have a certain way of doing things and looking. But in this day and age, like, like just let guys do whatever the hell they want to do within certain reasons. I don't, I don't think you want a team of, like, well, who really cares? As long as you go out and do your exactly. job. Yeah, right. Exactly. As long as you win. Oh, dog. Yeah. If you could I used hand- to always say to my teammates, it's like, guys, I don't generally go out the night before the game. Like, it wasn't my thing. But if you do, I really don't give a shit, but just you better play good or else you're not doing it anymore. Yeah. Um, oh, dog, if you could hand select a GM for the Leafs, who would it be? I really don't know. I mean, I I don't know the answer to that, Dan, because I don't know how good of a hockey executive Kyle Dubas is. I can't say Kyle Dubas should do it because I really don't know what he does or how good he could be. I don't know. Bobby McKenzie would know what these guys do on a day. Get Bobby basis. McKenzie in there. Could Bob McKenzie be a GM? I think he could. I think he's well enough connected that he could be a GM. Imagine that. That would be amazing. Oh, yeah. that'd be great. We'd be in his suite every night, partying, <laughs> and then back to his cottage after every home game. Have you guys ever been to his cottage? Oh, no. I, this, this is a sore spot, Jeff, with Dan. This is. I think sore. the Quizmaster is the only guy I know that's been there. Toolsy's never been invited, and Bobby's made a point of making an example out of Toolsy that he never will be invited, <laughs> yeah, even though I he lives justify, very I close to it. This game, this guy, every game, and we have friendly. I'm thinking to myself, we're we're good friends. <laughs> like we laugh and shoot the shit and tell jokes and watch hockey and you know. And I'm thinking, we're friends. Like, this guy is going to say, stop by one day Saturday for a beer at my cottage. <laughs> and it's been five years, and it's not even a sniff. And then, not to make matters worse, like, while you're... I'll take po- it a step further. It's, it's not even a high in the summer. <laughs> like, wouldn't you think the guy would at least say, hey, bud, what's up? <laughs> 
He's, but not only that, he does have the time to Instagram, uh, put post Instagrams of sunsets off his dock. And bottles of wine and the margarita machine. <laughs> oh, yeah. That goddamn margarita machine just goes all summer long. He has to bring in a generator just for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. Jeff, what's with your infatuation with uh, sandals? You always Instagram pictures of bad men's sandals. I just... My feeling is like, guys, like save some, save some girls for the rest of us with that look. <laughs> How do you leave your house with that? The worst are those mandal things. They're like these, like hiking kind of slipper sandal things. I see these things out in public, and I'm just blown away by the audacity of people to put these on their feet to go in public. I could see Tulsi wearing those though no, at the no. golf course. No, I. Uh... I wear just regular uh, open-toed sandals, just regular ones. No socks. I think I've got it okay. I think I've got it figured out. I don't know if you do. Oh, dog, you you took Toolsy out to uh, a popular steakhouse a few weeks ago. Um, you just... mean Bernie Lomax or Toolsy? <laughs> <laughs> How like did you have to carry Toolsy out of there? No, come no, on. No, no, no. I did uh, give him. Uh, a police escort. CPR. <laughs> so he's an amazing wingman, is what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> yeah, he's a good wingman. He was a good wingman for a couple hours, and then the off button went off, and it was goodbye, Tulsi. Well, that's what happens when you sit in one location too long. I need to get yeah. up and walk around. We were having this great conversation, Jay, and it was like there was myself and Chris Chelios and Wendell Clark and the owner of uh, the restaurant we were at, and it was a good vibe. And then Dan tried to say something, and it sounded like this. <laughs> I'm like, Toolsy. Toolsy. And Toolsy was not Toolsy anymore. What was that sound again? I'm like, what the hell is that? Like a cougar in heat. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Chris Chelios looked at me and he goes, what's up with Dan? I'm like, oh, he's having a good time, I think. Don't worry about it. He's okay. <laughs> yeah, Dan's okay, bud. Uh, uh, what are you going to do when uh, the playoffs are over, O-Dog? you going to travel the world, go to exotic <laughs> islands, and drink? You know and- what's pathetic? Like... I just broke up with my girlfriend, and we used. She got me traveling again, and I'm thinking to myself, "Well, I guess I'm not traveling anymore. I don't have to." Here's here's my thought. Oh, dog, hear me out. You, if you were single, would you go on vacations by yourself? I did. I did do it. I loved it. Really? But it's not for everybody. I get it. But here's my thing. You don't have to do that. You. I went to Europe by yourself. Yeah, and you don't have to do that. You know why? Why? Because you can go to Europe with Toolsy, your ultimate wingman. <laughs> <laughs> you can go, and because I've been trying to convince Toolsy that he should go to Amsterdam for a week, you two would have Are a great you time there. Me Amsterdam with yes. Toolsy? Yes. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Yes. A thousand percent. Let's get a GoFundMe page started right now. Me and Dan in Amsterdam would be an absolute sideshow. Yes. Perfect. And the reason I don't want to travel by myself is because I know how pathetic I would be, and I would just go down to the hotel lobby bar and stay there the whole night. Perfect. (laughs) That's a great night.
No, it isn't. I could do that in my living room. Uh, lobby bars are great. No, I think Amsterdam is the place for you guys. I don't know if you guys would ever come back. Marry a couple of Dutch girls. Go on uh, Dutch TV. Do NHL commentary. Oh, dog! If isn't, you're there, in... isn't that the place like where there's like? Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like sex shows in the windows of places. Uh, I wouldn't know about that, Jeff. I stuck to the Van Gogh Museum and such. And, but, and Jeff, I'm a really good travel companion. I went golfing today, forgot my clubs at the golf course. <laughs> Have you ever even heard of someone doing that? Yeah, I did it too. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're the perfect travel companions. I used to be a golf club like addict, where I and I left my clubs in Pinehurst, and I just went out and bought a new set. <laughs> and I went back. I went back two years later, and I, I thought some <laughs> stole them from the front of the golf course. And then there was this, like, caddy master, and I go, do you got, that, like, a storage room, like, kind of a lot? I went back down there, and there were my clubs. I found them two <laughs> years later. See, Pinehurst, you can trust us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, how exciting uh, is it to post a picture like Brian Hayes where he looks like Elvis just seconds before he died on that toilet in 1977? <laughs> Isn't he a monster in that picture? What, what now, happened? What, what, what's the backstory? So Brian Hayes is the uh, uh, one of your co-hosts on your uh, afternoon drive he show here in Toronto. He's the host of Overdrive. You he, guys don't all share the hosting duties? No, he is the host. Okay, I just thought you were all just triple build. No, See? I don't consider myself a co-host. I consider myself just a, I don't even know what the hell I consider myself, but... <laughs> Okay. I really don't know what I'm doing you guys have I'm a, on the show. You're, you have a magical chemistry, and I really sincerely mean that. It's a great, great show. <laughs> but I did wonder about how Hayes would react to you posting that. But maybe you've posted Yeah, what's the backstory of that picture? You posted a picture, and he's about 100 pounds heavier. Yeah, he was a moose, and he knows it, and I would never do that without asking permission of the person. <laughs> yeah, I think the reason I posted it is, remember when LeBron wrote the like note to him for his former self before getting like his zillionth point he was like congrats kid you did it so i just did brian <laughs> hayes to his former <laughs> giant self yeah he was big but man but he hosted on trade center and i thought he did a great job he was kind I of thought in the, he was fantastic yeah he was kind of in the dave hodge role there he looked dapper yeah, yeah he looked sharp yeah. Ma- Maybe he's a very talented guy. He By is. the way, uh, during this podcast, uh, we have your um, your big fathead bobblehead thing, or whatever the hell you call it, in the chair between us, so it's almost like you're here. What's my fathead bobblehead thing? That, the, 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 your head on a stick. The, head, the, in the big studio. head, Jeff O'Neill head on a stick. And you look very, yeah. you've got this look on your face like, who like farted? Your yeah, yes. a little bit, <laughs> like you're about to take a dump. <laughs> I don't, shouldn't we have approval over those things before they're made? No. That's not the way it works at Bell. Can't we pick our own fat bobblehead thing? No chance. Before we let you go, does anyone ever dust in this studio? (laughs) That studio is basically, people are told, the only time people go in there is to steal something. (laughs) I'm not kidding. There you can is... put a dirty diaper on top of that desk and someone will steal it the next day. No, if you had a dirty diaper in this room, it will be here in five years. It would be in the same oh, yeah. spot. It would not move. There's no yeah. chance. There's no yeah, chance I've it would move. kind of little things that I've left and they don't get cleaned up ever. Are you? What are you going to do for the rest of the night, Jeff O'Neill? I am watching the Tampa Bay game and then I will watch the Vegas Golden Knight game and then I will go to bed. That sounds all right.
That sounds all right. Are you, are, do you agree with me? Uh, we mentioned a tweet I sent um, during that first uh, Vegas game against San Jose. I said, you just find yourself cheering for these guys. It's just an awesome story. I don't know. I, I, I'm not doubting them anymore. I'm actually, like, every time I talk to somebody, I'm like, they could win the Stanley Cup. Where we were talking on our show at the beginning, like, we were pretty much convinced they were going to be the worst team in the league. Yeah. Then they win the division, and then they sweep L.A. It's like, I'm not doubting them anymore. Everyone picked L.A. to beat them in the first round. Everyone, yeah. right? It was the I, sexy... I, yeah, it was the upset pick that made sense. It's like, well, surely they'll they'll fall to this veteran experience in the postseason. Nope, didn't happen. Nope, they're impressive to watch. Jeff, we're going to let you go, but I just want to let you know that I am already on Trivago looking up hotels and flights for you and Dan to Schiphol in Amsterdam. We're taking Schiphol almost. Airport. We're taking the end of July and most of August off, so uh, I've got a I've got a clean slate. Oh man! Oh, Once we get yeah. our, it'll change your life, buddy. It'll, it'll change your life. It'll change your life like that. My pillow changed Brian Hayes' life. It has changed my life. <laughs> Do you have a my pillow? I do. It changed my life. Is it is it that good? It, it it's actually like unbelievable. Like I'm I'm sick and tired of people because people make fun of you like you idiots do every day. But it's actually a good pillow. Okay, well go enjoy that. Uh, cuddle up to that and have a have a good night. All right, fellas. Thank See you, you, buddy. What a guy. that is. Uh, Leafs, Hurricanes legend Jeff O'Neill, and now you can hear him uh, every single day in the Toronto region and probably online and stuff in podcast form. On Yeah, you should listen. For sure you can hear it online. Uh, Overdrive, him, uh, Hayes, and Jamie Noodles McLennan. Oh, we, I forgot friend. to ask him. Didn't he, uh, he was tired a couple uh, months ago and he just left during the show? I think that was uh, during the Trade Center show. <laughs> right, Stuff. He left during the show. Yeah, he did. He's great. Um, by the way, NHL Network is showing Youngblood this Tuesday. Shouldn't that be every Tuesday? You on know that what? Network? That's one of those movies I've never watched start to finish. Oh, yeah. It's a winner. It's uh, Rob Lowe playing for the Toronto Marlies or something. The Toronto somethings. Yeah, it's quality. Why, I think Swayze, why need, Swayze's in it. Who needs this Scotty vest? Like, who needs that many pockets? Because you need to have a pocket for your... So the, the, go to scottevest.com. Dot com. Scott E letter E vest. They're, All one they're, word, dot com. They're showing these nerds wearing this vest, and they're like, but it's so cool. You, you, oh, look. I, yeah, look at them. Like, oh, They're God. carrying bottles of water in their so vest. bad. Look at her. She's like, oh, I dropped my phone. Oh, I dropped all my things. Well, I've got my Scotty vest. Um, Dan, before we wrap up this podcast, there's someone who wants to say something to you. Hi, Dan. Okay, the online response is in. You aren't supposed to be here. But something happened this weekend. Oh, God. Literally was like... I said, oh, my God, I have to, to call Jay and Dan. Yes. Okay. Can you yes. sum it up in 30 seconds? No, no, we no. we got to go. No, we've got a good 15 minutes here no, with our no. buddy. Ben Teller, everybody, our former social media guy at Fox, a good friend of ours from L.A., out there hitting the dating scene. So I'm glad this is at the end because a lot of people said, well, yeah, when Ben comes on, I just fast forward. <laughs> so you can but just... then others said they love Ben. Ben's 
you know, Ben's the guy that you either love or you hate. Either way, he's a star. Okay. All well, right, I'm going to get right into it. Perfect. Thursday night, uh, I'm in Chicago. I'm there for a health advocate conference. It's 5.30. Part of the conference just ended. And I'm like, what am I going to do? So uh, everyone's kind of talking. They're like, the Cubs are playing the Brewers. And I'm like, I've never been to Wrigley Field. Beautiful. So I hop in an Uber. Uh, I buy my ticket on the way there in the car. I sit uh, in the bleachers, and I immediately uh, feel a little out of place, right? I'm, like, in a peacoat and a scarf and, and skinny jeans, and I'm with a guy who has, like, a beard down to his, like, you know, his chest, and with, like, a mom who has, like, cubs on her toenails and, and fingernails and a jacket, and I'm like, what am I doing? So I'm sitting alone in the outfield. You know, everyone's singing Go Cubs Go, and I'm making friends, and... Uh, the game is going by. It's a little slow, zero zero one zero, whatever. Not much is happening. Uh, I turn around and I'm like, oh, they all look like young and fun. They got a lot going on. They seem cool. And it's like a group of like five or six people. And there was this girl, and we kind of made eye contact. And I was like, oh yeah, she's uh, she's pretty cute. And I turn back around, and nothing really happened. And then another inning passed, and I turn around and I see her again, and I'm like, damn, like she's She's cute. Uh, so I get enough courage in the in the eighth inning where I turn around again and maybe she says something to me or I said something to her. Whatever happened, 10 minutes later, she's like, we're going to get drinks after this. Do you want to come? Nice. And I said, and I said I'd love to. Um, but I didn't know the situation. Like, I thought maybe she had a boyfriend. There was another guy there. There was another girl there. So we go to this first uh, restaurant and we're in Wrigleyville and... It's pretty, it's pretty rowdy. And they buy like a round of shots and we just start drinking. And then like another round of drinks and like another round of drinks. So now we're, so now, now we're all drinking and, uh, I go to the bathroom and I'm, I'm going to the bathroom next to this guy and it's one of her friends and he goes, yo, uh, you trying to get with, uh, that girl? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, is that, uh, is that fair game? He goes, yeah, you should do it. I said, okay. So, you know, we, we shook it off and and went and went to the went out there and he's like I uh, think I'm just a, a, a penis guy. He goes, uh, they're like, let's go to the next bar. So we go to the next bar. Uh, her and I are shotgunning beers at the bar. Uh, we're at Sluggers, which is like this really cool uh, bar. We're doing more tequila shots, and I'm thinking to myself, there's no way this is going to happen. It's 11 at night, 11:30 at night. Uh, one couple leaves. There's just uh, four of us now. Uh, and I'm like, am I that weird dude from L.A. that nobody wants to hang out with, but they feel guilty that's here? So I kind of like one guy was leaving and I was like kind of following him. I was like, I'll just get an Uber and go. He goes, no, no, no. You got to go with them. Like he pushed me to go. Wait, but why would group. you want to leave if you were going to make the move on the girl? Well, I. I I was going to, but I wanted to see if I was wanted, right? Like, it had been like 30 minutes, and everyone was kind of drunk, and, and I didn't know what was going on. So I was like, I'm going to just see where this is. And so he pulls out his phone, and they start walking, and he's like, no, dude, you got to follow them back to their place. And I said, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, no problem, dude, I got this. And, and uh, give me so your I, passport. 
so he gets in the Uber, and now it's me, her, and one other couple, and we're walking to her apartment. And I'm like, all right, what's going on? Like, what are we doing? She's like, oh, my roommate gets off work in 20 minutes, and we're going to start drinking Moscow mules. And I said, okay, this sounds great. It's like 1230. We're sitting there. Roommate comes home and we start drinking more. And I'm like, oh, my God, like maybe this is going to happen. And uh, I'm sitting on the couch. And by now I'm like pretty drunk, um, but not as drunk as I thought I was. Right. Like I woke up the next morning and realized I was very drunk. So I'm sitting there and the couple leaves. And that was just me and the two girls. And, and I'm like me and the roommates. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Okay. Here we go. Uh, but the roommate's there, and the roommate won't leave. Like, the roommate's just not leaving. Maybe um, she wanted in well, on it. it. It's her house. Well, that's a good point. Okay. Um, so I'm sitting on the couch, and then the girl just comes and sits on my lap. All right. And okay. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. And then the roommate gets the picture, and like, all right, I'm going to bed. And she, like, goes to bed. Uh, now it's, like, 2.30 in the morning. And, uh, I, uh, I look at her, she looks at me and we just, guys, guys, it was, uh, it was awesome. Uh, everything was great. I woke up at seven in the morning, naked on the couch, late for my conference. All right. So you had some sex. Oh, my God. Oh, I I didn't think we were ever gonna get there, Ben, but we did it. Guys, I uh, I did it. <laughs> well, it I seemed like got... you had many chances over the course of the night to just leave with her, but you you kept it going till the end. But I give you credit, you sealed the deal. And and I have I have and I was like, should I tell Dan this part? Because this is a funny part, and this is gonna make me seem. She goes, I kind of like in the middle of us, kind of like going at it. She said, uh, do you listen to the Jan Dan podcast? Uh, no, 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 she's not a fan. She okay. said, I was like, I was like, why'd you like keep looking at me? Like we made eye contact a lot. You know, I'm like, whatever. She goes, oh, I thought you were like this weird gay guy who had no friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, why? I was like, I was like, cause the clothes I was wearing. She goes, kind of. And I'm like, oh. I love you, Chicago. Yeah, well, the Midwest. Things are different there, Ben. I'm very proud of you, buddy. So, wait, you woke up naked. She was gone? Nope, she was naked right next to me. Oh, on the couch? Yeah, she wouldn't let us go in the bedroom. She locked the dog in the bedroom. I said, you want to go in there? And she's like, no, I'm good out here. So we were just, we just, in the living room. What else is in that bedroom? That's the real question. Um, her husband. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome, dude. Okay, nice so, work. So did you did you bolt after that, or what happened? Did you? St- did- uh, yeah, I, yeah, I bolted. Um, but we, we we tried to meet up. We we didn't happen. But uh, we you, were kind of talking. Maybe maybe she'll move out. It's the San Diego. She said, "I don't know." Oh, I, I mean, I think you got what you needed there, and you you move on to someone else when you travel with Dan to Amsterdam this summer. Dan and Jeff O'Neill. And Ben Teller. How long would Teller last with O'Neill? I think he would last the whole week. It'd be great. We just had Jeff O'Neill on, Ben, uh, former Maple Leaf Carolina Hurricane. He's a TSN radio and television personality now and real great guy. I was trying to propose, and tell me what you think of this, Ben. You like to travel. 
And you've traveled alone, by the way, because Jeff was asking I me have. if I've ever traveled alone. And I said, I have, and I, I actually like it. it. You know, it opens up a lot of possibilities. Uh, for Dan and Jeff, they're not sure about traveling alone, so I thought Dan and Jeff go to Amsterdam together for a week. Your thoughts? Can I come? Perfect. So we've got a perfect threesome. No, no. we had two. Two is uh, enough. Threesome of of studly dudes heading to one of the best cities on the planet with some of the most beautiful women on the planet. You guys are going to have the time of your lives. It's Dan, Ben, and Jeff's European vacation. Wow. Dan, do you want to go to Vegas first to test out how we get along on a trip? And then if it works out... I would out, never you see you in Vegas. Him? We would get along great in Vegas because I'd never see you. No, come on. We would well, you tables. guys would go to the clubs together. To- no, I don't go to clubs. I spend time at the craps table, then eat a meal and have some cocktails and go back to the craps table. No. Well, no, you guys could... You'd want to party. Couldn't you play together? Can you... Can you... Right side by side? Mm-hmm. Sure, if yeah, there's room play, at the table. We can... We could play the pass line. We can go all the hard ways. Yeah, we the hard really way, Tulsi. Oh, sure. I hey, everyone's buddies at a craps table, unless the people that are rooting for craps. Those are no fun people. Yeah. Um, on, the, on the do not pass line. All right. Hey, Ben, this is great. I'm so happy for you, buddy. This is awesome. Yeah, I just really felt like I boosted my confidence. I wanted to share it with everyone. I was really proud of myself. But what's, you know, I know what's, what's interesting is I had a lot of guilt afterwards. Mm. Let's get Maybe into that like, for a little while. No, we don't oh, have no. time to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I had guilt. I didn't know what to do. But my friend said, dude, this is a girl. She goes, I've had so many of those. You should just be relaxed and keep having more. I said, okay. I wouldn't want to eavesdrop on a conversation in which your friends tell me, dude, this is a girl. I mean, honestly, she initiated it. So why would you ever feel guilty? Yeah. She seemed to initiate it. I think she she wanted to do it as much as I wanted it. Like, it, we each satisfied something in our lives. Perfect. And uh, you're going to continue to satisfy something when you, Dan, and Jeff travel to Amsterdam this summer. It's going to be fun. I can't uh, wait. Thanks I can't for wait. joining us, buddy. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, before you go... Yeah, do you have a quick would you rather for us before you go? Yeah, I got for sure. Yeah, for sure have one. Perfect. Okay. It's okay. time okay. for would you rather. Rather, rather, rather. Now, I've been doing a lot of thinking, and it was what Dan always gets mad at me for the same thing. He right. always, always gets mad at me. Yeah. But a couple years ago, he said, Ben, if you just change it like this, I'll be more interested. Right. Dan, you remember this conversation? Yes. Okay, so Dan... If I gave you $10 million, would you rather have sex with a third cousin or would you rather pay $5,000 to have sex with the person of your dream? Okay, again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, Okay, wait. No, I told him I'm not, like, you need to, you need to change your question. I'm not answering anything family related. Like Ten million just, dollars. You no, wanted money. It's not good. It's not unique. It's just <laughs> stupid. Thanks, Ben. See you in Amsterdam. Oh God, like, that's I, great. Oh God, seriously, he can't come on for six months. I'm putting it in my calendar. Putting it in my calendar. If he comes on, I'm walking. On. 
I thought up. you'd be so happy. No, I don't care. <laughs> Six months, so that'll be May, June, July. Uh, I can't so perfect. Oh God. Uh, so he'll be on in October. <laughs> perfect. October 29th. That's the return of Ben Teller. But wait. I'm so happy. Ben but Teller then how the hell will we... <laughs> return. <laughs> You're putting it in your calendar yep. right now. But there we go. how will we hear about your trip? He's not... Dude. Seriously, Jeff would throw him off the plane. <laughs> uh, but seriously, you and Jeff should go. I'm yeah, being I'm, serious. Me too. I'm being very serious. That would be amazing if you guys did that. We would have uh, a lot of fun. Um, okay, well, I had a lot of fun on this podcast, and I'm I'm gonna get producer Tim, or maybe Christoph can uh, pull Christoph Christoph can pull that clip where Jeff said he's embarrassed to be a former hurricane. I want to play that on our show tonight. Yeah, that's a great point because uh, that's those are strong yeah, words. They are very strong words, and he means it. He means everything he says. So yeah, we should we'll have that on our show. Remember, we have a television program. It's on uh, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific, every night, all across the TSNs. And in the morning on TSN 4 and 5, it's SportsCenter with Jane Dan. Thanks well, for joining us. It. it was a lot of fun. Watch out! Thanks for listening. They're going home! This is the Jay and Dan Podcast.
presented by our good friends at Coors Light. 